This is episode number 297 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. We are in Spooktober and it's Sal DiVincenzo here in the studio with my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade. Hello. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. And to remind those of you listening to us that this month we are coming to you from our beautiful new media recording space here in the innovation space at mm-hmm. Center Reach. Mm-hmm. And it is a place that as either a patron or even not as a patron, just someone who's interested in maybe podcasting or doing something with audio. Maybe you want to read an audio book, you want to record yourself, you just want to maybe fool around with the equipment. It's available to mm-hmm. you. So we'll put it in the show notes. There's a link. If you want more information, you can come down and take a look at this great place that we have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are here in the media studio because we are renovating our actual studio mm. because we are only three episodes away from episode number 300 mm. and the goal for mm-hmm, episode number mm-hmm, 300 mm-hmm. is to start our video podcast i'm going to be completely 100 percent honest yes might not happen <laughs> <laughs> what because there's no i'm saying it might not happen for episode number 300 oh. at least not the way that i i think you you all imagined it Okay, because we still have you know, some furniture that we ha- we're waiting for, and I still got some stuff happening, and there's some, you know, decor that maybe. So we'll we, we'll probably do okay. a 300th video episode, okay. but it might actually be in here, and oh, it might okay. be very might be very simple, might okay. not be very simple. So, anyway, it's coming mm. up. I can't. I I keep thinking about it, like 300 episodes, mm-hmm. like nonstop. We have we've never stopped. We've always done episodes. Yeah, it's yep. just amazing to think about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just great. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it very much. Sweet. Uh, yes. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do some uh, fun stuff in the future. So anyway, uh, it is Spooktober. Mm. And uh, we do have uh, some Spooktober-related uh, things to talk about uh, today. And Nicole, why don't you go first? What are you talking about? Sure. So I found... Do you know what KOA is? KOA? Yes. Yeah. Is that like Campgrounds of America? Yeah. 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 Spelt incorrectly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, you know, it's really <laughs> weird that these... Some people just love using the K. <laughs> so I don't understand that. <laughs> is that is that like know, is, about a drug or something? I don't know. Is, no, C, I'm just saying. Is why would they C O A like something else? No, Maybe. it's just know. weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But they're franchises. Did you know, they that? are franchised. Yeah, yeah they're mm-hmm. franchised. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it would be American nonprofity type of thing. But yeah, it's not. but it's not. <laughs> no, they're franchises. Yeah, but apparently they're really good. Um, like starter camping so like if you mm-hmm. think you might be like interested in like camping you mm-hmm. as a family or whatever like they're great because it's like practically not camping yeah <laughs> there's like different levels too you yeah. can like go to and different sites um because i i found it like i kind of knew what koa was like but i was looking for like scary stories uh, mm-hmm. for kids and they have like a whole post about like not so scary stories for kids and they list them off but then i kind of okay. looked into what koa was yeah. yeah, a little bit more, and uh, that's what a lot of people said that they're like, "We're great, like, see if we're into camping as a family or as a person, and like, you can do the different levels and different sites and stuff." So I thought that was like a good idea, something to look into. If you're into camping, um, I know it's like maybe the end of the season now; it's getting like chilly. But seven nine six dot five four is our camping mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. Uh, the library. So, and that's where, like. I'm sure it's the same over on adult side, but like, mm-hmm. so if you yes. go to the youth side, you can get your kids' books about camping, and then an adult, you can get some adult books. And then we also, of course, have the Empire Pass. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if that's something you can look into to get to parking in different places, depending on what you're doing camping. But if you want some, if you do decide to go camping and you want to tell your kids some not so scary stories, um, they have 
17. I'm not reading, obviously, the stories to you, but there's a different, like, <laughs> I read some of them. Like, I clicked in more to some of them, and they're, they're pretty funny. I think a lot of them are, like, you know, the storytelling skill that, like, mm-hmm. a parent will have to make mm-hmm. it, like, fun or funny sure. or scary or whatever. And a kid, I... I knew this, but like now that I have a kid, like they are very easily like entertained. <laughs> <laughs> you you hope so, right? Yeah, I, like they. they does go, that change over? It does. Yeah. Enjoy this time, Nicole. Okay, yeah, because he's he's giggling a lot. I'm like, I didn't really do anything that great, but okay, thank you. <laughs> Eventually, they'll just sit there and go entertain me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if you're at least a little bit silly they'll get into it. i mean depending on the age obviously but so there's one called dem bones and this is for kids who love pirates and it's about captain kid there's one called the cow's head and it's like a, a cinderella like telling and i was like what is this but it's uh so i read the story and it's really not that scary at all her parents kick her out you know to go live in the woods because she's they're poor and she's eating too much or whatever and a cow's head appears <laughs> and um <laughs> that's what it says. and uh, a cow's head appears and she like invites it in you know she has nothing she still like invites it in so then the, they give her like all this money so her evil stepmother goes and does the same thing but doesn't invite the cow in and now she's poor and has no money so that's like oh. the story oh, but i guess you can make it scary by like being in the woods and all that stuff. sure mm-hmm. yeah um there's one called haunted um it's a ghost story, and it tells the story of ghosts who love to bake and dance the night away, which oh. mm. I love that. A lot mm. of these come from American, like once you click on the link, you'll go to AmericanFolklore.net. So a lot of these come mm-hmm. from, oh, from that website, yeah. The Yellow Ribbon, this one is like creepy, um, a story of a young couple, Jane and Johnny, as they fall in love, but for some reason Jane always wears a yellow ribbon around her neck, right? We all like know the story, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. The Hairy Toe. This one I also looked up because I was like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's basically about a woman who like goes out to find food and she finds a hairy toe and she's like, there's a lot of meat on this toe. So she goes home and eats the toe and the the giant comes and he's like, you ate my toe. What? (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) And she wasn't remorseful and then he killed her. Oh, dang. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, what is again, the, it's like in this telling of the story. Sure. But what is he doing having his toe, like just hanging out? Fell off? The, yeah. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder where these like stories come. Like who makes up these stories? It's all based on true stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lady with the Emerald Ring. This is a story of love brings a woman back from the dead, all oh. thanks to her husband's greed. Oh. It's quick and scary for a moment, but then with a happy ending. So a lot of these are just, ha- like, again, they're freaking little kids. Nothing too yeah. crazy. Um, a story of a ghost ship, a 50-cent piece. And I was like, is this about the rapper 50 Cent? <laughs> An eerie feeling will come across you and your kids when hearing the story. A woman and ma- a man and a woman were traveling home via carriage when they realized they had to stop for the night. They stopped at a house in the woods where a nice man and his wife welcomed them in to stay. In the morning, the travelers left on their journey and left a 50 cent piece on the kitchen table as a thank you. When they got to the next town to eat lunch, they discover something very spooky. It says this story will keep your kids on the edge of their seat, but oh not my. keep them awake all night. Yeah. Yeah, the golden hand, the hook. So this is the one about the you know couple yeah. in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, underpants. This is a funny story about a husband who needs another pair of underpants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he always wore two pairs of underpants, and when he died, his wife only put one pair of underpants on him to be buried. So he's haunting her for years. <laughs> she keeps moving, <laughs> and he keeps haunting her. And he's like, "Can I just get my second pair of underpants?" <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought that was funny. 
That sounds like that's based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> definitely a true story. <laughs> so um, I don't know about you, but I always like my two underpants. Yeah, there's a, a scary bear story, a two head story, oh. the love test. This is about like a zombie story gone wrong. Um, thing at the end of the bed. If you got kids with overactive overactive imaginations who tend to see scary things that aren't really there, this short and cautionary tale may help to cure them. An old man sees something lurking at the foot of his bed. The truth leads to a painful conclusion. The magic cast. I would think that would give that the, is, I know, that's sad more nightmares. Yeah, a painful conclusion is yeah. the cat died. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like his dead body, like in the haunting of Hill House when she—it's like her that mm. scared herself when she was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. That was Terrible. scary. And then at the end, they have four stories that are a little spookier. Mm. So one's called "Missing," ready to solve a missing child mystery. I'm at, like, why would you read a missing child mystery to your children when you're out camping? I it's, would do that. Yeah, I would do that. To keep, it's to keep the kids <laughs> safe. Yeah, well, to scare them. There's this book called "Hunt Gather Parent." It's like a parenting book, and I only read the cliff notes of it. But one <laughs> was so it's an NPR journalist who has like gone around the world. Um, like living with people like indigenous cultures oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. and like how they parent their kids they're like make up stories of monsters that are gonna absolutely kill your kids if they don't follow the rules yeah yeah, yeah. And it's like oh my god but I was like okay <laughs> yeah that's how you keep them in line yeah yeah, yeah. you hear your kids say when they're like 20 years old my mom only read the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> kind of That's the kind of parent I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, this story is called Missing. Tag along with Hayden as he uncovers the truth behind a missing person at the campground his family is staying at and missing. Mm-hmm. The legend of the great Texas Wobblefink. Have you ever heard of a Wobblefink? When deep in the Texas hills, heed the warning of the great Texas Wobblefink. In the legend of the great Texas Wobblefink, you may cross paths with the beast that silently kills. Oh, and they have audio recordings of these ones as well, so you can listen to it. Oh, that's cool. Night of the Trees. Let the story of Night of the Trees be a warning. When you go camping, be careful where you wander off when the sun goes down. You never know who or what may be lurking in the dark. That's what you tell a kid when you're camping. You say, don't go off the, the campground because mm-hmm. yeah. the trees are going to get, get you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, creature of the pit toilet. Oh. Keep your flashlights handy if you have to use the pit toilet at night and be sure to brush your teeth and get ready for bed long before darkness falls. Meet the creature of the pit toilet if and that's, you dare. And that's why I don't go camping. Yeah. Well, that's why that ghost has two pairs of underwear. Not yeah. the ghost. She doesn't want to go to the pit toilet. Yes, not the beware. It's just the term pit toilet. Not but the But the KOA campgrounds yes, they have, have very nice, yeah. nice facilities. facilities. They have nice pit yeah. toilets for you. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Sounds like fun. Sarah, Mm -hmm. what do you have for us this week? So I have some scary uh, stories as well for adults of 2023 that we have at the library or online. Cool. In no particular order. Uh, The first book is called Mayfly by C.J. Lead. If you ever read American Psycho. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but a female version. So by day, Mayfly works at the happiest place in the world is every child's favorite ice princess. Hmm. By the neon, are they allowed to say Disney? Probably I guess not. not. No. Yeah, yeah. By the neon night glow of the Sunset Strip, Maeve haunts the dive bars with a drink in one hand and a book in the other, imitating her misanthropic literary heroes. But when Gideon Green, her best friend's brother, moves to town, he awakens something dangerous within her. Mm. Oh. Wow. It sounds like a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the le- but are you ready? The last line is a bolder, bloodier one inspired by the pages of American Psycho. Step aside. Yeah. Patrick well, I mean, Bateman. Maeve's, Maeve's turn with the knife. <laughs> and yeah. romance. Yeah. 
Uh, the next one is called Graveyard of Lost Children by <laughs> Katrina Monroe. This is available on Hoopla. Okay. Okay. Once she has her grip on you, she'll never let you go. At four months old, Olivia Dahl was almost murdered. Driven by haunting visions, her mother became obsessed with the idea that Olivia was a changeling. Oh, those oh. changeling babies. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And that the only way to get her real baby back was to make a trade with the dead women living at the bottom of the well. Baby Teeth meets the invited in a haunting horror novel about the sometimes fragile connection between a woman's sense of self and what it means to be a good mother. <laughs> Just read the cliff notes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one is called All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. Oh, that's not, terrible. Not related to Bill. Um, after years of working as an FBI agent, Titus Crown returns home to Charon County, land of moonshine and cornbread, fistfights and honeysuckle. Seeing his hometown struggling with a bigoted police force inspires him to run for sheriff. He wins and becomes the first black sheriff in the history of the county. Then a year to the day after his election, a young black man is fatally shot by one of his deputies. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. For a black man wearing a police uniform in the American South, that's no easy feat for him. <laughs> I'm oh, trying okay. to, to summarize. Yes. Um, Is it scary? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah. So you have to read it to find out if it is. Well, I like I I liked like ten uh, percent of what you said. I liked the the cornbread and honeysuckle. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Camp Damascus by Chuck Tingle. <laughs> it's a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> well, the call number is Tingle. So, okay. This is the toilet pit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, from beloved internet icon Chuck Tingle, Camp Damascus is a searing and earnest horror debut about the demons the queer community face in America, the price of keeping secrets, and finding the courage to burn it all down. Welcome to Neverton, Montana, home to a God-fearing community with a heart of gold. Nestled high up in the mountains is Camp Damascus, the self-proclaimed most effective gay conversion camp in the country. Here, a life free from sin awaits, but the secret behind that success is anything but holy, and they'll scare you straight to hell. Mm. Demonology. That sounds crazy. Yeah. The next one is Looking Glass Sound by Catriona Ward. Mm. No relations to Jim, <laughs> to Jim Ward. In a lonely cottage overlooking the windswept main coast. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it could be it could be pronounced Wilder Harlow or Wilder. Okay. Harlow. Well, However, that. Miss Harlow oh. begins the last book. Oh, it's a guy. Mr. Harlow. Mr. Harlow begins the last book he'll ever write. It is the story of a sun-drenched summer of his youth and of the killer that stalked the small New England town and the terrible tragedy that forever bonded him with his friends Nat and Harper in unknowable ways. Decades later, Wilder returns to the town in an attempt to recount that summer's events in his memoirs. But as he writes, Wilder begins to fear his grip on the truth is fading and that the book might be writing itself. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, next one is called Spin a Black Yarn by Josh Mallerman. Mm -hmm. You guys probably know him. He wrote Bird Box. Mm. Okay, it's, yeah. just, it's short stories. Mm. A sister insists to her little brother that half the house is haunted by strange presence, but is it the house that's haunted or their childhoods? Oh. Mm. In Argyle, a dying man confesses to homicides he never committed, and he reveals long-kept secrets far more sinister than murder. Mm. 
A Taurus takes the ultimate trip to outer space in the Jupiter drop, but the real journey is into his own dark past. In Doug and Judy buy the house washer, a trendy married couple buys the latest home gadget only to find themselves trapped by their possessions, their history, and each other. <laughs> I like the short story collections, mm. especially with these types of stories. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. And in Ergarov, a wealthy old Cretan murders a young man, not knowing the victim was a triplet. Oh. The two surviving brothers stage a savage oh. faux haunting, playing the ghost of their slain brother, the aim of driving the old murderer mad. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The next one is What Kind of Mother by Clay McLeod Chapman. straight for you there. <laughs> yeah, okay, ready? Maddie returns to her hometown and reconnects with an ex from high school, now known locally for his refusal to give up looking for his infant son, who has been missing for years. As Maddie gets drawn into the search, she begins to see visions that lead to disturbing revelations about the real story of the boy's disappearance. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, the next one is How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendricks. <laughs> okay. Um, so she is uh, known for her horror stories, but they're also kind of funny. I was going to okay. say, this sounds like a funny title. Yeah. yeah. So this novel explores the way your past and your family can haunt you like nothing else. Louise's parents have passed away, and she's returning to the small southern town where she grew up to get their house ready to sell. It means she'll have to spend time with her younger brother, and their old grudges make that a terrifying prospect. But childhood hurts pales in comparison to the dangers posed by what still lives inside the house. Oh, you know how you sell a haunted house, right? You just put it on the sign outside. You say not haunted. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's very simple. Okay, here we go. Tell me I'm worthless by Allison Rumfit. Three years ago, Alice spent one night in an abandoned house with her friends, Ella and Hannah. And since then, Alice's life has spiraled. Mm. She lives a haunted existence, selling videos of herself for money, going to parties that she hates, and drinking herself to sleep. Memories of that night torment Alice, but when Ella asks her to return to the house to go past the keep out sign and over the sick earth where teenagers dare each other to venture, Alice knows she must go. They must face the horrors that happen there, must pull themselves apart from the inside out, put their differences, this is a lot of things, put their differences aside and try to rescue Hannah, whom the house has chosen to make its own. Oh, boy. Cutting, disruptive, and darkly funny. Okay, darkly funny's good. Yeah, okay. We only have, like, two more people. Okay. Okay, ready? Loteria by Mario Alberto Zambrano. Using a deck of Loteria cards as her muse, 11-year-old Luz Castillo, a ward of the state who has retreated into silence, finds each shuffle sparking a random memory that pieced together brings into focus the events that led to her present situation. I like that. What is that? The Loterio, uh, I guess, is a card game? Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for these uh, wonderful choices here. And this, uh, this about does it for this episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or your show notes, uh, you can visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. And if you want to give us a five-star review after hearing it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hats off to you. <laughs> You're a better person than I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, no, if you if you have a, a podcast app, we'd appreciate that. Mm. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button and definitely hit subscribe because there's much, much more coming up in the near future on oh. this channel. So thank you so much for listening. For Sarah Fade <laughs> and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We will hopefully see you on the next show. <laughs>